like. here right now i don't know what going for the green screen people i'm gonna have to fix that immediately but while we're having a mess here people i don't know what's happened there people deluded i'm back again i hope everyone's doing well and safe whoever you are and wherever you guys are people as usual welcome back to another edition of the dg podcast shout out to everyone listening on spotify and apple music make sure you're following my my, my content across those shout out to the twitch gang as well apologize for being apologies better yet for being a few minutes late people i hope everyone's well and safe as i said big up the twitch gang one love to everybody tuned in any comments opinions and whatnot feel no way about getting it in as usual people good morning good afternoon good evening and in some cases good night i hope everyone's well and safe i hope everyone's in good spirits it's tuesday second day of the week let's aggressively attack our goals hopes and dreams try and move through hardship as usual can't do any of that if your health is shaky so wishing you all good health mentally physically financially spiritually and all of those good things and on top of all of that i just want to say thank you you know because we're approaching december and i mean like everyone it's a time for everyone to you know think about the year what you've done what you haven't done where you could improve where you, and all of these sort of things and i think when i look back we started twitch we're just over three thousand you know we've got 40 odd something thousand subscribers on youtube and we're growing you know I, i'm I, all i can say is i'm thankful people because without you lot there's no platform there's no nothing there's no living life on my terms i'm nowhere near where i want to be but yeah because of you lot a guy can dream again in it and i feel in life you need to be able to dream man woman whatever class you are if you if you ain't got no goals or you know everybody's got something they want to do in it and if you ain't got one it's a mazza so without you lot it would have been a myth but away from all that lovey dovey sort of stuff people i hope you're all doing well and safe obviously yesterday we spoke about the premier league and things you can catch that on the replay on twitch on youtube and it will be on spotify today i'm going to release this and 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 yesterday on spotify so in the last 24 hours not much has happened we'll get into it man united again it seems like they're you know, if it is to anything can happen, but it seems like where United are concerned, if they are to appoint a new manager, whether that's Pochettino, Zidane, Lukategi, all of these guys, the, the credible managers, unless up Ten Hag, it seems like, okay, cool, you lot do what you're doing and we'll sign you at the end of the season and they'll find an interim. I don't know who the interim's going to be. Is it somebody that knows the club? Steve Bruce has offered his credentials. I don't know if Carrick's going to throw down the gauntlet. Obviously, you know, Obviously, as well, people, Champions League watch alongs um, later. We're going to do the 545 kickoff from Villarreal, Man United, and you've got Chelsea Aventus. That's on YouTube, just like 11.30 a.m. live stream after this. But um, Carrick could lay down a marker. You know, I think United should stay away from that. You know, if Carrick was to go on a 10-game or so unbeaten run, you know the language will be giving a deal. Um, personally, I don't know if much changes at United. I don't know what's happened at their club, but... With respect to Oli, as much as Oli's a failure, I mean, but these are the coaching staff that were there. And you hear that Oli, these McKenna's and, and Carrick's, these were a lot more hands-on than Oli. So are they not all part of the problem? I understand why Carrick's going to stay. And I'm not saying him, you know, you got him, you got Fletcher about, McKenna's still there. But it, it, it don't really make sense, really. And I'll be interested to see who the next manager is. But the latest regarding that is, you know, if someone is going to come in, it's an interim thing, people. And if we actually were to... um you know was to actually just just focus focus on 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 that people um let me actually 
find the latest. Obviously, you know, if I if I flip this this screen very quickly, people, Carrick's prepared to take the role for the foreseeable future. I hope you lot can all hear me safe as well, people. Carrick prepared for extended spell as Man United boss following Solskjaer sacking. And, you know, in an ideal world, Carrick would do, be there, play, you know, manage them well, try and save some part of the season, hope, you know, boost his own coaching slash managerial ambitions. And then obviously Zidane, uh, Pochettino, Ten Hag, all of these guys take over. You know, the only difference is Poch could get sacked before the season's done. It ain't looked like it's a rosy relationship and he might get cold feet. Now, obviously, there's compensation packages he might have to forego and there's red tape if, if, if Poch was to do that. It seems like there's a merry-go-round in that Poch going, Poch wants to leave or PSG are not happy. Poch leaves, Zidane goes to PSG, Pochettino goes to Man United and everybody's happy really, really and truly. Carrick said, my, my mindset is preparing the team for tomorrow, giving my best. The club has been my life for an awful long time. I'm prepared to do it for, for however long it takes, whether it's one game, two games or a little stretch longer than that. Right now, I'm not too sure. That's not something that's on my mind. He said, first and foremost, it has been literally a day, 24 hours. The game is not much further away. All I've been thinking about is the game, not looking past that big game on the weekend, but we'll address whenever we need to. As long as the club want me, I'll do my best. To be honest, that is not something for me to to get involved in right now. I can't look past tomorrow night. Other people involved in picking what's next. I can't discuss that, people. Um, you know, he obviously spoke about it being a, an emotional time and all those sort of things for United. Where United are concerned, once again, you know, this is just one journalist's article stuff, people. There's plenty of speculation surrounding man surrounding summer candidates, but I'm told that Manchester United currently remain focused on appointing an interim manager. And to be fair. I know there's, you know, United fans would be frustrated because as much as the season's thrown away, there's still a lot to play for. You're still in the Champions League. You're still mathematically in a shout of qualifying for the Champions League. You're still in the FA Cup. You're still in the Cup. So there's things to play for. And obviously a new manager could galvanise things. But what I would say, obviously nobody knows. But again, when, it when things are taking time, I'm inclined to believe you're more likely to make the right decision. You know, again, you know, everybody, myself as well, we're saying what's going on for Conte. We're saying what's going on with Conte. If you waited two weeks, you might have been able to have this. But, you know, I have to say, I don't think United ever really wanted Conte, even though, you know, it's a match made in heaven in terms of winning. Is he necessarily the manager that's going to bring forward thinking football, do project youth and all of that? Probably not. You need to get the right man. I'm not saying Conte wasn't, but you can't let desperation just make you cling on to stuff. So I'm, again, there's no assurances in life and who knows? And for me, the manager's one thing, people off the field and the culture post Sir Alex Ferguson at Man United off the field needs to change before a manager can truly thrive, in my opinion. So again, give yourself time, really, you know, whether that's Ten Hag, whether that's Poch, you know, dot I's and cross T's and see what can be done. Apparently, Harry Kane, to be honest, you know, Harry Kane will probably get linked with United once again. Harry Kane has already told Manchester United what to expect from Maurizio Pochettino. And now you can end up seeing Harry Kane at Man United, even though they've got Cavani and Ronaldo and everybody else. Allegedly, he's already told them. I mean, what is he supposed to say? And past comments will be resurfaced of Pochettino's comments on Van der Beek. So I'm sure that will give Man United fans some sort of joy. But that seems to, you know, that seems to be the latest. It doesn't. We know that Poch wants the job. We know that everyone else that wants to have a look. But apart from that, they don't seem like there's anything else to it. And you know, at least for the Villarreal game, they're just going to have to. Michael Carrick's going to prepare, and they're just going to have to deal with what, what with what's happening in that regards, people. So it is what it is in that regards, folks. So yeah, man. What are you lot saying in the comments? I've been airing you lot, and I've seen this 
hella comments, man. I, I, I apologize for that. Let me go all the way back up. Big up to you. Lot man are saying it's 5 a.m. here at the moment. I appreciate that that commitment, man. It means a hell of a lot, man. I appreciate all of you. Like I said, you know, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I know some of you, I see my guy live from Planet X. That's all Aussie timing. It's stupid o'clock there. If you're in America and surrounding reasons, I think it's regions. I think it's stupid o'clock right now, but it's 14 minutes past 10. It's five, it's five in the morning there, man. You look, go and get some sleep. The beautiful thing about Twitch and YouTube is, well, Twitch delete your videos after a while, but YouTube, it lives forever. So it will, both platforms are concerned. It will be here in the morning, folks. Um, this coaching carousel is crazy. Carousel, sorry, is crazy. And I mean, such is life. And there's going to be some others thrown out. Morning, DG, morning back at you. It can't be good for, for the game for coaches to be fired every three weeks. I hear it, but you know, you don't get time in it. It is, it can be unhealthy, but at the same time, Oli has it been three weeks. Oli's been on borrowed time. If if Arteta was to get sacked tomorrow, even though this season, based on how we've turned around, he doesn't deserve to be, you can't really complain. You know, again, I do think it does feel a bit slapdash, but if anything, I feel a lot of clubs are being a lot more patient with managers. You know, in fact, Man United, whether it's patience or inconsistency or not knowing what they want to do, my man should have went in the international break. Even before that, Arteta should have been gone in November. You know, it's crazy. Thomas Tuchel has won a, won a Champions League title and looks to be fighting for a Champions League. But let's just say next season, they're having a season what, what Oli's having this year. Bro, you're not going to be, regardless of the new contract and what you've won, Chelsea are not ones that rely on the past and stuff. There'll be a time and a place to re reflect. You'll get the clip. Look at Dean Smith and what he done for Aston Villa. It weren't banging. You have to get rid of, man, you know. And that's why, you know, if Brendan Rodgers, if it looks shaky at Leicester, there might come a time they might sack him. This is why, you know, you don't always, you don't need to always overstay your welcome and football is short. But I wouldn't say, if, if anything, there's almost too much patience, really. Really and truly, if I'm completely honest with you. It is what it is. But Tottenham, I mean, Poch managed to take Spurs to a Champions League final. I mean, you don't get awards for being there, but I hear that, you know. Is it confirmed that Poch is going to United? It seems like it's going to go that way. United need a defensive manager more than anything. I disagree with that. I just think they need a manager who understands the club. I feel, you know, defensively, they make a lot of mistakes. Clearly, Pochettino would arrest that. You know, they make, they've got bad habits and things. But I, I feel if they was to get more of a tune out of their attacking players, you could scumbag it. It's a bit like Arsenal when we can't really keep clean sheets and we're not, you know, seven chances, seven, seven goals from open play or something like that this season. It's myth. It's mythical, isn't it? You're not going to when you're not a renowned, renowningly rigid side defensively, and you're mediocre in the front. In the front four, you're not getting away with it. And United at worst should be top heavy. Poch gonna struggle at United. I hope so. You know, Man United had no contingency plan, so I think they had to keep up, keep the staff while they had to panic to get a manager in. With that crop of players, anything other than trophies is a massive failure. Carrick doesn't have his coaching badges, right? Appreciate you lot that a lot too, man. You lot make this what it is, man. You know, you lot make this what it is. But that's where Man United are con are concerned, people. Away from away from all of away from all of that, though, folks. Um, yesterday there was a lot of talk, or there's been a lot of talk for Arsenal, or where Arsenal's concerned about free hits. And I think when you talk about Arsenal, you need balance, and I feel a lot of people don't. I do think you can, on one hand, comprehend that Arsenal have a long way to go. They've got a very young squad, very naive. A lot of the players, simply put, are not quite good enough. You know, we're a long way away from being a consistent European team, let alone challenging for major honours. I do think you can agree with that, and, and with that, know the mistakes and bumps and bruises people are going to make along the way. But at the same token, talk about things, because for me... 
You know, I just feel you can't have your cake and eat it. As I said, I don't advocate for scapegoating. I don't advocate for OTT praise. I advocate for fairness. If you played a well deal of a game, you deserve all the praises until everyone's blue in their face. If you have played a pool in, you know, you deserve all the criticisms. You know, one bad game or good game doesn't define you unless you're Bellerin or Jenkinson. But, um, you know, you get you get the point. So I think there is a lack of balance. And I do think with when it comes to Arsenal, there's almost this running, there's almost this luxury. Whenever they beat teams, it's always, oh, look at what's being built. And then obviously, when we lose like against Liverpool, we start blaming age. Of course, age is to play a part, you know. On top of Liverpool just being better than us and a golfing class in all aspects, of course, age plays a part. They're more street smart, you know. Liverpool, you know, in that, in, in that situation where... Clearly, we were sticking probably too much to Arteta's game plan. Liverpool players would probably work things out themselves because you've got characters and people that have been around the block. I'm not even talking about the prestige of being Champions League winners. Robertson has come through Scotland and been at Hull. Same way, you know, a bit of what, Ra what Robertson brought to Liverpool and stuff, that's reflected in Ramsdale. So I know Ramsdale can do it. And again, you look at Van Dijk and you look at Robertson. Trent's come through and had to obviously puff, puff out his chest because that's a big dressing room. You've got Thiago, Fabinho, people that have been around the block. We, as much as I get at the manager and I think the manager has to sort things, players need to sort things out themselves. If we say we're playing the ball long all the time and that's what the manager says and we're the ones playing and we say, all right, cool, the long ball's not working for five minutes, let's try something else. That's the next step our young players need to go on. But I do think, young or not, you know, just because you're young doesn't mean you can't talk about failures or failings. Just because you're young doesn't mean you need to learn, you can't learn from mistakes. Like, let's take Lukonga. Lukonga may not have played a goal, that a, a pass that led to a goal, but, you know, he, he was very naive on the ball and out of his depth. No shame in that happening against Liverpool. They'll do that to other people. But for Lukonga, this has been there against Brighton. This has been there against Palace where he made the mistake. These things have been coming now for Lokonga personally. And I do think fans are harsh. Clearly, people, are, no one wants to make a mistake on purpose and people are trying to improve. But you don't need to be experienced to know that that happened in that game. This happened in that game. There's a theme recurring. You lot have all the analytical data. All you need to do is watch your own game back. I'm pretty sure we've got programmes where, I don't know this, but I'm sure Arsenal, you see how if we watch Arsenal versus Liverpool, we're watching the 90-minute game. Them and there must have programmes where you can say, all right, cool, we're just watching Lokonga over 90 minutes and the camera acts accordingly or something like that. Man have played enough games to know what they're doing right. You know, Saka, very young in terms of football, you know, starting to look like a 20-year-old, early 20-year-old, if I'm honest with you. I stand by him, but he's played enough games to know I need to improve defensively, to know I need to improve my shooting. Now, again, it's easier said than done, but this is where I think there's too many luxuries to hide behind. I feel... You know, as long as you you can con you can you can consider all the facts. Why can't we say Arsenal have been poor? It's almost like a taboo. When these young boys have won or put in a performance we didn't expect to a degree, Villa definitely where Spurs are concerned, probably Leicester, they can get all the plaudits. But we hide behind the crutch of they're young. We can't judge them. It seems like we can only judge them on games against Villa and Spurs. You know, we can't judge our team on shaky points against Palace, where the Palace and Brighton games are different. Clearly, I'm more happy with a point against Brighton than I am Palace. Palace, we had three points in our hands and it was almost snatched out of us. Brighton, we were never in it from the start. Tactically, I think Arteta kind of crippled us and these players were naive. But we can't judge them on that, you know. We can't judge them when they lose. Again, we said this was a big test. This is what we'll see what the boys are really about. If they won, you would have said, oh, they got character, heart and desire. So when they lose, why can't we say that? Yeah, there's been some building blocks, but we have a long way to go. Because if we was to look at it on a neutral point of view, 
for all the plaudits we've been getting, but you can't say that's a better Arsenal team out there. Yeah, there was a bit more grit and fight and determination. And, you know, normally Liverpool kill us after 15 minutes. We were in the game up until like 38, 40. But fundamentally, we've still lost 4-0. Um, we've still lost 4-0. We've still conceded Kalam, Kalam goals. And obviously for Liverpool, I'm not saying we can match them, but when they turned up the pressure, you know, it was like a lobster in, in, in hot water. You know, we just, we, 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 we capitulated really and truly. So why can't that be a true reflection of us in that, you know, because again, these individual mistakes, these little bits and pieces collectively have been there in games. Every Any Arsenal fan who says we have shut out a game for 90 minutes, even when we've won, is a fucking liar, pardon my language, because you know we haven't. We didn't against Leicester. We didn't against Spurs. We didn't against Villa. We haven't. We didn't even against Watford as one-sided as that was. Even Norwich, you know, if Cedric and Gabriel don't make them blocks, if Josh King squares it for Ismail Assad, the games are flipped on its head. Now, of course, I'm going to nitpick because that's where we need to get to. We can't just bury our heads in the sand when everything's good. And then when everything's negative like this, everybody wants to hear this. Anyone that's been rocking with me, you know, from the start of the season, I've said these same things. I sound like a broken record. This is where Arsenal are at. You know, even if we won, we can't draw too many conclusions. We've lost. I don't feel we should all write off everything. You know, again, for me, immediately individual mistakes you've got to arrest them you know these are young players that we need to develop good habits Tavares you know you made that mistake don't let it happen again and if it's not him it's going to be someone else you know Ben White's looked like he's had a mistake in him historically since he started at Arsenal Ramsdale I love what he's bringing to the table but let's not lie to ourselves even against Liverpool without him it's probably 10-0 but there was a couple of times he spilt the ball and looked a bit shaky and there was an incident even against that same incident against Watford um, you know and he obviously had the Spurs game Tommy Asu's had a couple of clangers Tavares has had good games. You don't become a bad guy overnight, but he's had clangers. We've still got, we haven't, you know, we've still trying to fix the defensive mentality of this team and develop good habits. They're still naive. They've all got mistakes in them. You know, if it's not them, it's the midfielders losing it high up the field. I'm not criticising them um, beyond healthy criticism. This is the level they're at. It just feels like when when things go against us, we can't create, we can't help have a healthy debate. Again, I don't advocate agendas. You know, you can't. You can only judge us on Spurs and Liverpool. Is what I, it genuinely sounds like. Listening to some members of our fan base, we can't judge ourselves on 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 the Palace one. We can't judge ourselves on Brighton. It just feels like Arsenal need too many luxuries and too many handicaps before we can actually say where the reality is. We haven't done anything. The new players have installed stuff. There is a bit more of a grip and determination and a bit more of little aspects here and there. But are we? what we need to differ, differentiate is, um, I, I applaud it, but if you was to judge what we're doing now or what we've done under our tether to a little bit towards what we were, then obviously the standards aren't that high. We are clearly a better team than last year. If we're judging it from now to a team that is a competent team where you can see consistency over five, ten plus games meant to manage out a game for 90 that wants three points, it's not good enough, you know, because we're relying on individual brilliance, which weren't there against Liverpool. We're not really creating. It doesn't feel really like we have a game plan beyond, you know, when the ball's played out from the back, when it goes into midfield, it's going long, which against Liverpool was suicidal. Obviously, we don't have any technicians like that in the middle of the park. The one that is there is injured. You know, you're trying to make Partey do everything. And as you know, you become a jack of all trades, master of none. Um, So I can see the imbalances. So for me, I wanted the midfielder in in the summer it didn't happen i've got thoughts in january so i don't know on top of that as well i don't agree with this free hit thing and what i mean by a free hit now i don't think there's free hits and there definitely shouldn't be free hits in football you know 
just because City, you know, obviously, if we play City, sadly, if we play Chelsea, if we play City, we play Liverpool, we're not going to win that. Or, we, we, you know, we might. We beat them, all, you know, all in recent years, I can remember. But we're probably not going to beat them. So it probably is a write-off. But what it means by a free hit is, of course, you, you are not going to live or die by these isolated 90. We might hold you accountable if you have made certain failings or mistakes going into this game and it's happened again. But... It's not a free hit. It's there's no such thing. That just means you lot can go out and waffle. You know, it doesn't the minimum is matching your performance. The man the minimum is making it difficult. So I don't agree with it being a free hit. I agree with it not being a game you can draw conclusions, a game where obviously, you know, the context I've just said, but there's no such thing as a free hit in football. If there's free hits in it doesn't matter if you're playing Sunday League football or Premier League, there's no free hits. As long as there's three points on the line, there's no free hits. Even in friendlies, there might not be three points on the line, your pride is on the line. That free hit stuff is defeat is is a is a is a defeative mindset. I agree with if if we're gonna give the players the confidence to go out there and say, listen, as I always say, if everybody expects you to lose and get battered, uh, everyone that rocks with me on Twitch and on YouTube, what did I say at the start of that game? What what did I say all week? I want to see fearlessness because what is the worst that could happen? They say the same things. You lack fight. To be fair, the art the, the journalist ain't really said this, but you lack fight. You lack desire. You're a young squad. You got a long way to go. There's a golfing class question marks over the system about mentality i'm not saying it's right i'm not saying i like it but if you know people are gonna do that what's the point it's like in life you might be a black sheep of your family like i was at some point i used to care about these opinions and keep uh, i'm talking general family now um and, and and take these opinions to heart and then at some point i had to learn that whatever i do i'm going to be judged negatively or positively you know i'm not living for other people so you know constructive criticism is one thing but i need to just have that mental bl bl block is it, uh, get rid of that mental blocking that people are going to talk anyways let me go and do my thing and that's with me in football if they're going to say these things just have a bit of a fearless approach just make life difficult there are teams that Liverpool aren't going to score four against they're, they're going to win one or two nil or whatever but they're going to make them work and that's already been the case this season as great as Liverpool were we defeated ourselves ultimately so I don't agree with free hits it's a definitive it's a defeative mindset I do agree with okay we're probably not expected to win be a bit fearless go and see your true level against these boys and try and, and, and test yourselves but that's as far as far as it goes really I don't agree with that free hit business is there something as a free hit within football was Mikel Arteta naive versus Klopp? Probably. That's that. What are you lot saying, man? We scrolled away. Missing enough comments, really. We barely threw a punch against Liverpool. No chances created in those games is not good enough. Exactly. And this is what I mean. It comes down to bravery. We can have all the tactics, but we knew going into that game, we know the Liverpool are a different beast. We know we're going to have less of the ball. We're going to be camped in our half. 12 men are going to get on us. We're probably going to concede. But again, like you said, we didn't make chances minimum. There was one, ironically, there was one fantastic bit of play from, from the keeper. And I think it ended up with, with Aubameyang having a tame effort at Alisson. You know, there was occasions, but we never believed really. And this is what I mean. We didn't make it difficult for them in midfield. We didn't make it difficult for their front men. We didn't make it difficult for their centre-halves. We didn't make Anfield feel nervous. We didn't try and quiet the fans or we weren't successful in that. And again, one thing you can be held accountable for, you can't be held accountable for Liverpool being better than you, but you can be held accountable for the standards. Liverpool are a fantastic team. They smell blood. 
the gap started to open, players started to wake up. Klopp probably got them fired up. Um, Klopp got fired up off, off Arteta anyways. The Yamfield 12th man's already letting them go. Is it any coincidence that we looked in free fall in the second half? You've got to keep your discipline, especially when you're tired, especially when you're losing, especially when you can't get anything from the game. Midfield, uh, to go with the changes as well, midfield was everywhere. Tommy Asu's high up the field. Ben White's not looking over his shoulder. Gabriel's not getting tight enough. And to be fair, Gabriel and Ben White, I think you're being hung out to dry. The midfielders chasing shadows and not getting back on the transition. We just, you know, it, it, it was just appalling. And you've got to play well for 90 minutes. You know, we've got to. There's no, well, in the first half, it was only 1-0. There's no rewriting history. There's no, oh, we were the best team um, and, uh, since the turn of the year. The league starts in August and it ends in May. We need to stop finding positives where there are none. Just because you haven't found a positive doesn't mean that everything is negative. Yes, the 90 minutes was appalling. I'm not saying Arsenal are going to go on a run again. I don't know what Arsenal are going to do. In typical Arsenal fashion, I think this, this run was a false image in that you earned it. It's nice. These boys worked hard. But as I said, there was little bits and pieces where you could see that things are we're going to be made to pay for these things. And this is where I told fans to stop writing conclusions about the team and about the manager and about certain players. These lot, forgive yourselves because the reality is you're still fifth, you know, minus four goal difference now, but you're still fifth. The season's what you make it, you know. The one good thing is you lot have been previous weeks, you've been taking advantage of other teams dropping points like Spurs. Now, Spurs are laughing this week because everyone else trying to fight for top four has dropped points. Us, West Ham, Leicester, um, United probably missing out another team. Obviously, not everyone, but you get the point. I agree with you. You know, we didn't make Allison work. We didn't. I, I, that's all I wanted to see. You know, Allison's one of the best keepers in the in the world slash the Prem. I wanted to see that. The same goes for Salah in his position. The same goes for Van Dijk. And these guys played well, but we never pushed them to their maximum. There's times where Salah's had to work against less of a team, and again. Just ultimately, it's, it's it's just not there really and truly. And obviously, naivety from the gaffer as well. So. This is where Arsenal find themselves, man. And, you know, we have to dust ourselves off and go again. You've got United in a couple of weeks. You can't look beyond teams if, um, that are in front of you. You've got Newcastle who want three points just as much as us. So, going to need to switch on really and truly. As I said, make sure you're all here, people. Again, fantastic bits of content today. After this live stream, we go over to YouTube, people. Make sure you're there. After that, Man United versus Villarreal. Villarreal versus Man United. I'm going to be doing a live stream. This is all on YouTube, by the way. And then after that, yeah, it's Juventus against Chelsea. Chelsea, Juventus. So it's a, it's a good old day of content. At 1pm, I'm so sure I've got bits and pieces coming out as well. So, yeah, man. That's that. Even Bur bro, Burnley got Burnley got smoked this season, but they gave him a chance. You've got to make things difficult for man, bro. You know, and and what I don't like as well with Arsenal fans or players, like as I said, balance. You know, I've told you lot. These players are not the finished article. I think fans were very, especially the new signings, very quickly to apart from Ben White, very quick to proclaim these guys as messiahs. You know, even Tavares. I told you lot, the guy's shaky defensively. I don't think he's a bad player, and I think you know he's got to hold his L for his mistake. You passed that ball. You weren't focused, and you know you didn't have a best. You didn't have the best five or ten minutes after that. You hold your L for this Liverpool game. This is what the Premier League's about. If there's been any complacency with Lukonga and Tavares that I've arrived now, it's not, and everybody else, it's not that. But you don't become a bad player overnight. Obviously, you're only as good as your last game, but you've taken every other chance. You had a bad game, we go again, really. That's how I feel with Tavares. But this is where I tell fans, stop putting certain players at levels they're not. 
because the bar's on the floor. I like Tommy Asu. I think he is one of the best in the league. Not the best, but one of the best. But stop proclaiming him because especially with the right-back team, the, the bar's on the floor. Realistically, Ainsley weren't the best there. Cedric weren't, definitely weren't the best there. You know, from myself included, from we're happy with Chambers there, that tells us we're in the gutter, you know, and there's many others. You know, he hasn't had to do much. He will improve. He can improve. And I think Mikel, you know, you bought him. You knew he's a defensive guy. You can't rewrite history. As I keep saying, he's not going to become a Japanese Danny Alves. But he does need to improve in the final third or teams are going to attack that side, which they're starting to do. And you're seeing his crippling Saka and Pepe to a degree on top of both players playing poor. You know, Tomiyasu doesn't try past that halfway line. So there's not a midfielder overcompensating like you see with Chelsea where against Brentford, Aspilicueta ain't got the legs to go forward all the time. So you might see Akante doing stuff like that. We don't mitigate against things by doing things like this. So it, you start to see gaps. As much as he, we can talk about, yeah, he's told to be narrow and things. You either make a centre mid fill in or he needs to overlap. Because when he does overlap, he picks the underlap more. And again, it's not really it's not really helping us really and truly, especially in the modern game. You know, we might as well play Donny in, in centre half if that's the thing. Be interesting to see the background of that game on all or nothing. Still, Tony and Tavares are still getting them, still getting them time on a while. They haven't. I don't know what you're saying there, but I think you're trying to say they're getting time. DG, the thing is, we have no quality chat because we can't create. You know, we ain't got the per personnel. We ain't got. Well, saying that, Arteta hasn't got the midfielder. He hasn't looked to be like bringing the midfielder. And you look at our shots. Our shots on target. Our chance creation, as you're saying, you know, on top of us really not knowing how we're getting the best out of the front three, it's no coincidence why you can't create a chance against Liverpool. As much as it's about defending, a, a form of defence where the league's concerned is about asking questions of your of your defense of your opponents you know as much as i think liverpool are a great team and whatnot you know i hardly think van dyke trent alexander arnold allison matip and robertson are the best defensive unit ever in history like a prime italian side they there are issues they can concede goals as invincible as they more or less basically aren't as great as they are but you've got to have chances you've got to know how to create chances football's not rocket science you know you haven't you're going to see, bro, it won't surprise me if Liverpool play Watford at home or something and Watford take the first, Watford pop them. How many times have you seen Liverpool shell shots? You know, I know they won't be shell shot too many times, but once again, having a chance. Why is Poch held in such high regard? For me, he hasn't even done what Arteta's done and I'm not even Arteta's biggest fan. Bit harsh, I think, you know, he, I, I think that's a bit harsh. He ain't won a trophy. They, I do think people just bred him and don't talk about any failings or any questions, but he, he, you know, he did get to a Champions League final. I'm sure he got to like two finals, could be wrong. Um, he did get make Spurs feared. I can't lie as an Arsenal fan, you know, he did improve them. He made, you know, again, Spurs is uh, Spurs is on the floor, and I'm no Spurs fan, but if I was a Spurs fan of recent, apart from Harry Redknapp and that. Pochettino probably gave them and they the best time ever. So I can see why he's held in high regard. I do think he needs to win a trophy, but I don't think that's always the be or in Lendl. I do think Pochettino gets a lot of luxuries and certain men get other question marks. But Pochettino might not have been able to win a trophy, but he's definitely he's clear of our tear, in my opinion. Bracket above him, man. We did nothing for 90 minutes. We're just quite reactive and defeative. It's like we're just waiting to die, really and truly, rather than seizing our future. This is it's all about fighting. And these boys, they as long as they don't feel sorry for themselves, then you know, because reality is the Premier League, you can't feel sorry for yourselves. You've won, you know, in your last 11 games, you won, you know, you've won a healthy amount of them. You was undefeated in, in 10 of those. You lost one game. Now, again, it's Liverpool and, and all these things, but that you're not a bad team, you're not a good team. 
work towards being either one. Now, I don't want you to work towards being a bad team, but you lot get the point, innit? It is what it is in that regards. Away from all of that, though, people, as you lot know, Gareth Southgate has signed a new deal um, um, as England gaffer. I can't really say he doesn't deserve it. Pedri's been named as the Golden Boy winner. And there's obviously been the FIFA Awards, people. Let me actually see the shortlist for the FIFA Awards. This stuff is confusing, man. FIFA Awards, Ballon d'Or, it's, it's all confusing what is what, if I'm honest with you people. You know, you've got the FIFA Award and then you've got Ballon d'Or nominees. Like, what, what are we doing? Ballon d'Or nominees. Let's see this thing. All right, cool. That's that one. Sorry, folks. We're going to get scanning these up on screen for you guys. Ain't I ain't half term done? Why is this? Why can I hear this kid from outside? You know, I know you're not ill. I can hear you making noise. This guy just banging shit. Stupid twat. What a guy, man. What a little fucking wanker. But um, where's the FIFA shortlist? Shout out to Emma Hayes and Thomas Tuchel for being on them shortlists as well. Emma Hayes, fantastic in her in her role, fantastic pundit as well. If she ever wants to give up football manager full time, I think she should be made the highest paid pundit in the in, in the country. And Alex got a better than everyone, really and truly. Let's scroll the way down. Show me the shortlist. That's the women's. All right, cool people. We're finally here in terms of the FIFA shortlist. As you lot know, it was FIFA shortlist. When you look at the list, people again similar to the Ballon d'Or, it's the same old names. Not quite sure Kevin De Bruyne should be there. I know Man City won the league, but I don't think he's set the world delight. Benzema, I can see why. Ronaldo is Ronaldo. Lewandowski's had a good season. Messi, you know, statistically doing his thing. The same goes for Neymar. Haaland is Haaland. Jorginho, Kante and any other Chelsea player, you know, they've been doing all right. So they deserve their plaudits. I mean, fair play, you know. Still no love for Rüdiger. Uh, woman's best coach, you can see there, people. Men's best coach, Conte, obviously. Definitely not for what he's doing at Spurs. More so what he did with Inter Milan. He deserves it for that. Hansi Flick, Bayern Munich moving mad. Pep Guardiola, you can't say Mancini after winning the Euros doesn't deserve it. You know, them and they won Copa America, forgive me if I'm wrong. Thomas Tuchel won the Champions League and I wouldn't give it Simeone, really. Best men's goalkeeper, for me, it's got to be Mendy. You know, Dunaruma's, for me, the best in the world at this moment in time. I know he's probably not but in gender, but I'd say Mendy's got to win that, personally. So, yeah, I'd say I'd say Mendy. But for some reason, I think he isn't going to get it. So, it is what it is. Where the Ballon d'Or is confirmed, people, because I actually don't know who's on the shortlist. Messi's there. Well, the 30, 20, well, the 30 man shortlist. I thought you were going to show me a matter. As you lot can see here, people, Barella's there. You've got Aspilicueta, Barella, Benzema, Benucci, Kevin De Bruyne, Chiellini, Ronaldo, Diaz, Donnarumma, Phil Foden, Bruno Fernandes, Haaland, Jorginho, Kante, uh, Kajer, Lewandowski, Lukaku, Mares, Latoro, Martinez, Mbappe, Messi, Modric, Moreno, Mount. Fuck, you know, Neymar, Pedri, Salah, Raheem Sterling and Luis Suarez. Now, I can't lie. I can't see Rüdiger. I can't see Mendy out of the Chelsea lads. Kajir, I don't know how he's got there. Kevin De Bruyne, I don't know how he's got there. On current form, but not Bruno Fernandes. You're having a joke. You're having a laugh. can understand why there's a Villarreal nominee after they won Europa League. Raheem Sterling, they're bugging out. Salah deserves to be up there for both awards. This is just complete. Fuckery, really and truly. Um, so it is what it is in, in, in these lots regards, really. Like, 
It's a bit of a mazza there. Allegedly, people, um, Messi has spoken on Xavi becoming the Barcelona manager. Keen to see what he said. Who knows? He might return. I have no doubt that Xavi will help Barcelona grow. Scrolling all the way down to his comments, people. Not what he's saying here. He said, Xavi is a coach who knows a lot, who knows the house perfectly, who knows everything well since he was a child. He's a very important person for young people and that he and he and that he is a young person and that he is a person who will make Barcelona grow a lot. I have no doubt. I've always said that I would return to Barcelona because I want to help the club in what way I can. And obviously, if I can help the club in what I in what I mean, I would love to be able to return. And he has spoken of being a sporting director previously, people. I don't know if that means anything more. Um, Ridegar, Thomas Tuchel hoping to keep defender at Chelsea as talks over a new deal continue. And I mean, Chelsea might have a new back three. Christensen probably stays, as does um, Thiago Silva. And it's in the balance for, for Ridegar. But they're in contract talks for both of them. And technically, Thiago, Thiago Silva, you know, the contract's running out as well. Thomas Tuchel says Chelsea is the perfect club for Antonio Rudiger, and he's got a lot to consider. People, really, you know, I would, I would, you know, he played in the Premier League. It all depends how close Chelsea get to a league title. You know, to, to be able to play for Bayern Munich as a German international, he knows that Real Madrid have been interested in you. You know, a couple of Italian clubs, and at his age, at 28, if you can get a decent three, four year deal on decent wages, why not? Um, he said it does not affect his mentality, does not affect his quality, and it does not it does absolutely not affect his behavior he's fully committed to chelsea right now i'm absolutely sure he feels the trust and respect and love from the club and from the spectators he's a big competitor and he's exactly in the right spot he's in the most competitive league he's at a club where he really matters and that suits him perfectly so let's be patient and hope we have a good ending let's not get carried away with reese james talk i i am you know roughly reese james can say hello trent alexander arnold they're doing what they can for the fullback you know he's still only 21 he said the big improvement for James this season has been his productivity, scoring four goals and obviously that. He's right. You know, he needs to be able to offer an outlet, especially if you're playing in that system. He said, for me, I see no reason why he should now get carried away and think about things like he's the best in the world, the best in England or the best in Europe. I don't think Reese James will and Thomas Tuchel's right on that. This does not help us. I'm happy when he tries to be the best Reese James today in training. If he tries to be the best version of himself in the best position. He can play in a back three as a wing back. And for England, he played in the midfield position. He did for us when we played Aston Villa last year. He's improving. He takes responsibility and it's needed. He's far from finished in his development. He's super young and has all the potential to be big and important player for Chelsea. He's on his way. Not more, not more and, and obviously not less. I feel dedicated and hungry for more. That's what we want. And I mean, you know, that's I have to agree with what my man has said there. You can't disagree. With anything said there, really and truly, folks. Big up you lot tuned in. I hope everyone is doing well and safe, people. Is what it is. In that regards. You think Pep Klopp, sorry, you think Pep Klopp Jose would be as successful in the Premier League if they had a net spend of 20 million? Probably not, but I think Klopp would have more success. I think Klopp would have more success than Pep. Controversial opinion. I think Jose might. I don't know if Jose will play better football than Pep. I just think Pep needs a, you need to be a certain caliber of player for Pep to, to for Pep to fuck with you, really. You need to have kind of been through a certain education. You know, you look at Phil Foden. Phil Foden 
is an elite level talent. He's a generational talent. You need to be kind of at that. If you're not kind of at that, you're one of the top best footballers. You can't just be a scrub. I think Klopp needs a certain level, but Klopp can get more out of less name brand players, if I'm honest with you. Um, Jose as well. If you slap them both in the championship, I don't think Pep gets out unless he spends peas. Or I think Klopp, I think Jose and, and Klopp spend um Jose and, and Klopp get higher than him, if I'm honest. But yeah, man. Everton looking at Nuno to replace Rafa, allegedly. What, Rafa Benitez has been sacked? Am I missing something? But then again, Everton are struggling. Surely not. Surely not. Well, I can't see nothing about Rafa Benitez here. But then again, you are... You are seeing it, people, and you've heard Ben. You know, you know when Benitez starts getting at his players, he said they're suffering from a lack of character. It, it probably is the beginning of the end for the former Liverpool manager and now ever current Everton. Apparently, they are looking. They are looking at him, people. They are looking around. Nuno could get back in the job. You know, I don't think his his, his get back game is as quite strong as Dean Smith, but fair play. Apparently, you know, Everton are looking at Nuno, people. He is there waiting in the wings, people, and he's got certain, and I'm sure he'd want to get back into management. But how close is Rafa Benitez from getting to getting the sack, though, people? He signed a three-year deal, so they're going to have to give him a fat compensation package. So the 61-year-old is laughing, people. Everton have picked up just one point from a possible 15. They have had injuries, but you can see why, you know, people might get linked with a move away. It's a it's a bit of a madness. See what's going on there. Muno to Everton. I think if Liverpool pack Everton, then Rafa will be on the brink. Poch took Spurs to top four consistently, came second and reached the Champions League final. If Poch had banked like City, United and Chelsea, you know Poch would have done more. Poch deserves his flowers. To be fair, to be brutally honest with you, you know, he's got a wealth of funds at PSG and he's kind of bought some duds and I don't think he's getting a tune out of them. I'm not necessarily talking about the mentality. He's just making them a bit too defensive, really. I do think Poch is giving his flowers, but probably over giving flowers. But yeah, man, he did, you know, to say he's overrated or any of that talk is absolutely nonsense. On popular opinion, Nuno would do well at United, bad hand with Spurs. Nah, I disagree. Nah, nah, no, 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 myth. It's absolutely a myth. Like he's shown he was out of his depth at Spurs. I don't like what bad hand was he dealt. Everything at Spurs was probably his fault, really. I can't lie to you. I can't really, I can only blame, blame Levy for the rebuild. They didn't replace the goals that Bale when that Bale when um Vinicius left with, you know, and they didn't, you know, they didn't improve any that the squad. But I mean, Nuno's tactics were uninspiring, they were very defensive, very narrow. The players stopped playing for him. You know, he he showed an inability to be able to manage the squad. He took a bunch of people to conference league games and then they're tired. You know, he, he started cri bewildering criticisms of players at the wrong times. You know, looked as clueless as everyone, you know, taking off Lucas Moore in what was probably his last managerial decision. I, I disagree. I don't think he would. I, I think he would have even, he would have lasted even less at, um, at, at Fingy. And I think you look at some of the Wolves fans I know and speak to, I did. I thought it was quite, quite, uh, quite mad. But some of them 
quite happy Nuno needed to go towards the end. Like the football wasn't developing really and truly. Pardon me. I don't think it would work. Nuno's not a Nuno can't coach at a team that's meant to be on the front foot and stuff like that, man. He needs to go to with respect to Wolves. There wasn't an expectation, man. Rafa or Rogers, who goes first? I would say Rafa because at least with Rogers, you know, he's a highly sought on the after manager. This is their first little real, real prolonged blip. Rafa Benitez, again, he's got three-year deal, so they're going to have to give him big compensation and that. But I would say Rafa's situation looks like it could get resolved because there's still an emotional pull with Brendan Rodgers where his team is concerned. It's, it's quite brazy, really. It's quite brazy. What else have we got? Should we see what's going on in the in the in the world of transfers, people? To wrap this 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 episode up, should we see what's going on in the in the world of transfers? As I said, people, free bits of content today. Make sure you set your reminders. You've hit the like buttons on these vids, and you've done the rest. Um, as you look and see here, people. Again, shameless plugging. You've got to do this again. After this, we stop off at eleven thirty. And we speak, we speak Arsenal or whatever there is to speak Arsenal. We then head towards Villarreal, Manchester United, where we've got to do a watch along for that. Chelsea versus Juventus as well. So again, Jack jam-packed day of content. Tomorrow we get back on the football manager hype train as well. So yeah, make sure you're all there supporting and whatnot, people. If you can't be there, then I'd appreciate if you can at least hit the like button. But let's look at some transfer stuff, people. Mm, transfers, even though it's not transfer season. Let's scroll the way down here. You do watch alongs on YouTube, yeah, 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 yeah. Twitch as well, but I'm just doing it on YouTube. I'm probably gonna do one on Twitch tomorrow, the 5:45 kickoff. But yeah, subscribe on YouTube if you haven't. The lot is fighting for a Manchester United future. He's prepared to fight for his future now that the Red Devils are about to appoint a new manager. And to be fair with you, Wambasaka needs serious work. To be fair, Poch could probably get a tune out of him. Liverpool closing in on Salah contract. Reds confident on fresh um, terms. According to Team Talk, Liverpool are close to an agreement that will see Mo Salah sign a contract that has been in the pipeline for some time. It's been suggested that talk of terms worth 500k a week are wide of the mark, with a compromise being reached at Anfield some way below that figure. And maybe it's probably in censors, um, you know, it's one that's heavily incentivized. Heavily, a lot of incentives, as you can see. I can't say that word. Man United considered the young as a Pogba replacement. Allegedly, Barca are open to selling Donny. West Ham are close to signing 19-year-old Adam Hosek, who, again, they need a striker and whatnot. Liverpool have been linked with him. Berardi's been linked to Florentino. Is that a replacement for the eventually outgoing Vlahovic? Chelsea are confident on a Mason Mount extension. He's contracted until 2024, and I'm sure they want to give the 22-year-old England international fresh terms. Torres explains why he rejected Spurs. The pull of playing the, of playing the Champions League with the team from my town was bigger. The president didn't put pressure on me, even though they could make a lot of money. I appreciated it. Well, Spurs could have got Paul Torres. Manchester United have made a Brendan Rodgers approach. The Old Trafford side are willing to pay eight million in compensation for the Leicester City gaffer people. Fair play. And all of this is all these. Lacazette wants Atletico over Barcelona. He'd prefer to join Atletico Madrid instead of Barcelona. Plus, the striker is aware that Atletico have been trying to land him for some time and believes the club project is better suited to him. Both Spanish sides are interested in signing the striker from Arsenal next summer. But the positive reports he has heard from both France teammates 
when they hear that, unless it's on WhatsApp, Thomas Lamar and Griezmann about Simeone have convinced him Realm, have convinced him Atletico would be the best, better destination. Fair play. So Dan is to replace Pochettino at PSG, as we've heard. Sanchez's agent is trying to engineer a move to AC Milan people. So it's absolutely crazy. Let's type in BBC now, pause, and actually go on Air Gossip site. Let's see what's got what's going on here, people. Benfica versus Barca, just because I can see this here of Darwin Nunes is due to be a game. Uh PSG players believe Pochettino will leave for Manchester United and expect Zidane to replace him. Man United will have to pay 10 million euros, 8.4 million if they want to prize Pochettino from PSG. PSG have contacted Zidane, who is keen on taking over. Lucatelli has look at um, man said Locatelli. Lupetegi has branded Manchester United rumors absurd. Um Ed Woodward's considering delaying his, his departure from Man United, obviously to help them bring in a replacement. As said, Steve Bruce is keen on getting that deal. Uh, Arsenal will not discuss a new contract with Lacazette until the end of the season. Apparently, Bayern Munich want to sign Pedri despite having a 1 billion euro release clause. Spooky. And as you look can see here, Thomas Tuchel wants Ridegar. Christensen and Thiago to sign con to, to sign new deals. All four defenders are out of contract in the summer, with it, with it, with with, with exceptions of probably Thiago Silva and maybe Espirquet. He's thirty-two. Unlike Chelsea to get in that scenario, really, you know, Fulham Fulham's Mitrovic is drawing interest from Villarreal. Um, Barcelona could terminate Samuel and Titi's contract. Uh, Bayern Munich are set to offer Nicolas Sule a new contract as he can leave for free. But Arsenal are interested in, in Romanian forward. Who's this? We'll speak about this at 11.30. Who's this? Yeah, you sound booked. But, um, we have signed a couple of Romanian players, you know, Drahovic, Serjan. Has worked out, you know, if these guys can be sold, why not? Scrolling all the way up, people. In fact, that's it. Like, literally, literally, that's it. There's no more. That's that, really. Who's the highest paid player in the league? Cristiano, probably. Salah deserves to be one of the top players in the league, even though he looks like, oh, well, well, well yeah, he does, he never does. Ramos back at PSG. Interesting to see his role. How can you say Poch hasn't banged at PSG? He's been there less than a year and won two trophies. He's won two trophies. Arteta's won a trophy at Arsenal. It hasn't banged. Like, it hasn't banged. You know, he's not playing attractive football. You know, you're not getting the best out of the front three. PSG are slugging through games. I know this because I'm watching it all the time. They're slugging through games. They're not playing attractive football. Obviously, there is egos to consider. But you, you know, if you're at PSG... Messi, Mbappe and Neymar, you have to coach them. But, you know, they're not going to be the pressing team. The team needs to look like a unit. And then that front three thrives. It doesn't look like a unit. There's an over-reliance. They're having to keep doing the scumbag thing, scoring late goals or turn it around. I can only comment on what I see. It hasn't banged. Like, it, it hasn't banged. I hope he wins the Champions League. I don't want it. I, I, I want us to win it. As you know, PSG fan, shirts there and that. But it hasn't banged. Like, it hasn't banged. Like, bro, you're winning cups at, at PSG. Good on you. You're going to win that. You know, you are going to win that. Your best fucking team by a distance in the league. Like I know Leo won the league and we have seen Montpellier win the league in France. How many times have we seen that? You're going to win trophies, you know. Go back to when I said, when I done my opening video of Pochettino going to PSG. I said he's going to get trophies. Hardly hard to do. It's not major honours. They didn't bring you to win the Cop de la France or whatever you've got. They were doing that previously. As a manager, look, Copa de France and even finished runner-up, didn't they lose? Who did they lose to in that? Didn't they lose to St. Etienne or something like that? I could be wrong. So, oh, 
come on now, he hasn't banged. There's no style of play. He's, he's, he's probably a bit too defensive. We're actually relying on Gay, Danilo and these guys a bit too much. Slugging through games, even in the Champions League, making it difficult. Come on now. You know, all right. If they is this what they brought Pochettino, the serial winner for fair play. If they if that's a bang, if Pochettino leaves tomorrow, he can leave with his head held high. He's added a trophy, his first trophies or trophy as a manager. That's not two trophies. You tried to book him. I respect it, but you tried to book him, you know. If you're gonna draw it out, get it right, man. Man's finished off. Come on now, blood. Like it's not making sense, but anyways. You know, man are winning these buki talk, man are winning the the the, the trophy, the chap the champs, which is another bugged one, which is basically some some super cup thing, which again, if we're gonna say that man can't get onto Arteta for winning community shield, then if we're gonna get at that, or talk about me when I've won football manager and I'm saying free, I've won community shield. He's getting that cop de France, fair play to him. He did his thing, but did they bring him for that? If he leaves tomorrow, would you say that's a success? If he goes to Man United and he wins the Kat Yarabal Cup and leaves after the same period, is that a success? It ain't banged. <laughs> it has not banged. There's not a single player I can say looks 10 times a better player. I can't really see what's going on with the youth. Can't see a style of play. You know, for a while, you know, it looked like once Potches gets his feet wet somewhere, I never even said he didn't bang, but you can't say it's banged. You can't say it's been amazing. Like, fair play, though, if you do, that's your, that's your business, isn't it? I'm on loan everywhere. Barca, PSG, everywhere. Real Madrid, wherever the winning team is. I'm there, man. Arsenal stars me of that. Bro, man, can't say that. Cop, Cop de France, bro. We're just going to call it that, man. Who wins their first Champions League first? Man City or PSG? Seen them both go to finals recently. I mean, them man got Messi and Neymar in that. So maybe them in it, but maybe PSG because, you know... I look at Messi, Neymar, and and obviously them, and then I'd say I think Pep overcomplicates things. So if Pep keeps overcomplicating things, it is what it is, man. Oh, so that's why you're doing up defense league. There's no way like you Poch will probably, well, why do you, why does Poch want to snake it? Like, why does he, you know, you're messaging, you're managing Messi and that. You want to go to United where United, obviously the pool's there. Why does he want to snake it? Because he feel he knows he's already struggling. He probably knows everyone's not buying into what he wants to do, you know. And again, he's probably struggling to deal with certain egos in that dressing room. You know, you've got the big front three, then you've got Verratti, Di Maria, all these prima donnas. I understand it, but it's probably just not, it's just not happening, is it? You know, it's really not happening. I am happy though, because. It looks, unless, well, funny enough, life is funny in it. You could see Pochettino's not going to be Man United gaffer for, for a million years. You know, at one point he probably would leave and then he could go back to Spurs. But I'd say the one beneficial bene beneficial thing for him returning is that at least it's going to be at United. And hopefully he takes Harry Kane with him. Well, boy, it'll be interesting to see what's going on with Kane as well. Be good for the league, man, because it's almost like an all-star reunion. you got Conte, you got Poch, you got, you know, too cool, Pep, Klopp, they need no introductions. Legacy dons like Renieri about, Rafa Benitez temporarily about. I say temporarily because I don't know what's going on with that Everton job, man. You can say all that, but reality is he's coaching the second best team in France. I think he's the most overrated manager in today's game. Cheeky with the second best thing with because with Leo won the, won the title, but 
I do think there's elements that are overrated, but to, to say he's the most overrated gaffer, I don't know. I think, you know, there might even be someone that's got, gained a lot more plaudits than him of doing a lot less. That's that's managing that in the North London team right now. You know, I wouldn't say he's overrated. On popular opinion, there's a certain manager that is overperforming with a team that begins with an L, and I think he's a very good manager. But I think, you know, it goes beyond the point of guys being good managers and then just ridiculous plaudits. But I wouldn't say Poch is the most overrated. Not why there's Eddie Howe about saying that Eddie Howe's Newcastle guy friend. Let me let me pattern up Eddie Howe. If you've heard this, allow me. We need them three points on the weekend. Kevin De Bruyne is one of the best in the world, but you know, if we're just are they just picking these awards for people who are just historically the best in the world, or people actually playing the best in the world? Sterling had a mad Euros, you're right. What else? Are you? I'm missing hella comments. Appreciate you lot out of your numbers this morning, yeah. It's not even streaming. I don't even let me scroll. Bit off topic, but do you think the Super League will start gaining momentum anytime soon? Well, we ain't seen the we ain't seen the death of Super League, and I don't think we should. I, I think in general, I don't think it's a bad thing. If I'm honest with you, PSG definitely been underwhelming. Their best match was when they beat City, exactly. And then what happened in that game? Messi did a mad thing. Come on, man. I, I don't know. I don't think the players are buying into whatever Poch is telling them, in it. I think Poch needs... There is egos at Man United, but there's there's more like... Obviously, you've got Ronaldo and that, but there's less of that. And as much as it, uh, managing PSG, like you saw with Tuchel, it's not just about... Clearly, these men have good ideas. They're good gaffers. It's not just about that. You've got other things. You've got to play the game in the dressing room. There's probably little game games you have to play above board as well. It's not just a manager thing. I think the only problems Poch would struggle with at United would would be coaching some of these players because some of them are just terrible. And you look at off the field with United, you know, it seems like a lot of people leave United and then come back in in sort of, what would you call it, man? Like consultancy roles. You know, you can't, it's, it will be a bit like Pochettino at Spurs in that he'll get to a point and then you're looking at people above board and saying, well, what's going on? You know, I think it, I think he'll be better. It'll be a better fit for United because there's still egos, but it's it's less of an egos thing. PSG is a Harlem Globetrotters sort of one. Oh, take a scamming us, DG. <laughs> harsh, man. Harsh, harsh, harsh. But anyways, people, with that, I think that's going to bring a close to this live stream, people. The good news is that I'm back in 27 minutes, people. Not on Twitch. You know, you're going to have to support the thing. Not on Google Docs, but obviously on YouTube, people. So we start off at 11.30 with Arsenal. We go to Villarreal and Man United. I'm actually looking forward to that game for what it's worth, if I'm honest with you. And then obviously you've got Chelsea Juventus where Juventus ain't had the best of seasons. They might be they might be suspect. Chelsea might run riot. But if I, you know, the game, it was hard to, it was kind of hard to call the first game, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> Harry Maguire catching strays. I hear it, man. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. But I think Poch will be a good fit for United. It was fun why it was fun why it lasted, mocking United, but. It is what it is. But on a serious note, on that note, people, in terms of you lot, I appreciate you lot's um, talking points, you know, engagement, just supporting the thing. I appreciate it. Anyone who's following and subscribing on Twitch and just here, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for doing such. Obviously, make sure you head over to YouTube and all of those things. Make sure you're checking out your, your, your Twitch schedules and you're setting your reminders. Big up to everybody listening to this on the YouTube replay and also on Spotify and Apple. Make sure you're following across them platforms there. You're doing the Champions League later. Again, Twitch, gang, 
head over to YouTube. And again, I don't know if I'm I'm going to say it once again and, and whatnot. You can see that that's two Champions League games. Make sure you're hearing it. Set your reminders. Open up tabs and set reminders, folks. Man said Arsenal stream or, or not. Well, you lot not listening. Right? <laughs> These are the two Champions League ones. And then, like I said, 11.30, we're speaking Arsenal. Unpopular opinions. Allegedly, there's Arthur Mello interests and things like that. We'll get over that, man. You lot stay safe, stay blessed. And yeah, man, it's been a fantastic live stream as it always is. But I'm going to leave, love and leave you lot. <laughs> I've been given.